afternoon all. Welcome to episode eight of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. Uh, very Merry Christmas to you. I hope you had a lovely time and a Happy New Year too. Um, Christmas has passed here um, while I'm recording and New Year is a couple of days away. Um, what a funny old year it's been, but uh, I'm going to go into that a little bit more in my final thoughts that I know you all look forward to at the end. Ha-ha. Um, I hope you really enjoyed the episode I did with Pauline Walker. Part two is coming up um, after my me ditty here. Uh, it's been fascinating talking to Pauline. And as I said in the last podcast, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I've got a lot of time for her and a lot of admiration. And um, gosh, anyway, uh, hope you're all well. Hope you're all running well. Hope you're looking after yourselves. Um, it's a bit icy out there today. I've just been out for a run. Um, very tentative one because it is quite icy but fun nonetheless. Uh, my garden did tell me I'm overreaching however, I don't know how because I was going at 11 minute mile pace so <laughs> overreaching, I think maybe it's just a bit messed up because of the cold air. Anyway, um, here we go with uh, part two of Pauline Walker's podcast. spoken a lot about ultras and the huge success you've had with them and the big numbers involved in that the amount that you've done um, but you've also done your fair share of halves uh, we were talking a wee bit offline and you said you've done about 190 Ooh, is it 190 yeah. half marathons little list somewhere that's a fair few yeah. yeah 190 half marathons did a lot in the early days before I got into the longer stuff um, but I only really do two a year now. Um, well, none this year, obviously. But um, yeah. usually I go down to Hastings, where uh, Tim, husband's family, are from, and do that one. We have a sort of family gathering. Yeah. Um, Sky, just because Sky is such a great place to go to. <laughs> That's always your like your kind of pre West Highland way yes. warm up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. So um, a good one to go back and revisit every year. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of those uh, were done in the early years, you know, the first sort of three, four years of running before I, I kind of stepped up to marathon distance. And even then, um, I've done loads of marathons now as well. I think I wittered on quite a lot earlier. But um, <laughs> the, yes, I only ever wanted to do the one marathon. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, done, done that, got the t shirt, and then, oh, actually, I think I could maybe improve on that time. And then, as you say, the the rest is history, but um, yeah, spent a lot of, lot of uh, first sort of three, four years um, when I started running, just kind of doing half marathons. And I think that built a, a really good, strong base before sort of moving up distance, marathon, ultras and, and whatnot. And then, even then, um, it's only, I mean, yes, yeah, so through the 90s, you would maybe do two maybe three long races in a year. Long races, I'm talking marathons as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas you wouldn't, I mean, nowadays people seem to bang them out, um, you know, every weekend. Yeah, and they wonder half. to get injured, you know. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's ideal to kind of do one every other week or something yes. like that. It's a wee bit much, I think. Your body's yeah. got to recover somehow. Um, yeah. It's not getting much opportunity if you're just banging another one out and another one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm going to lead on into the club because we're not really spoken about the club other oh. than um, like b being a part of it. Um, the club didn't exist initially. Is that right? Were you, were you part of Petrivi? Yeah. Uh, no, I never joined Petrivi because um, I kind of felt I wasn't good enough to join the running club. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, it was all really fast folk, you know. Um, and then it was um, Fiona's husband, Pete Rennie, Ian Taylor, Stevie Ogg, uh, a couple of, uh, Brian McDonald, Ian McDonald, and, and Ross, somebody Ross, Ian Ross, can't remember. They, they were all members of Petrivi and they decided that um, Petrivi weren't really catering for road running. I mean, I mean Petrivi is an athletics club. They've got track and field so they've, and they've got, um, you know, a lot of focus on that. Yeah. So they, they kind of felt that the, the road runners um, at that time were a little bit neglected and the, the way to address that was to start a running club and it was called Carnegie Harriers. <laughs> That's funny. But it's funny how uh, history has a has a way of repeating itself. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Because I think now, I mean, Carnegie Harriers has been as they split off off from there. There's there's we county. There's PH. There's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. that's just the evolution of uh, yeah. of, of running, yeah. isn't it? You know, people yeah. have different likes and dislikes and what have you, and it just kind of evolves from one thing yeah. to something uh -huh. else. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. So what was it? What was it like then in those early days? Was it quite a quiet club compared to what it is oh, um, yeah I mean it was a handful of uh, women in the club there was me Fiona Morag Taggart people might remember her as being Dundee uh, is it Dundee Hockhill or something she moved right. away um, you had Jan Thompson who was Trudy Thompson's sister-in-law um, they were quite speedy types mm -hmm. and one or two others and that kind of drift folk you know drifted in and out for a couple of years um, but Fiona and I and I think Lynn um, we were pretty much the stalwarts of the the, the lady section of the club <laughs> yeah and, and still are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of in with the bricks now that's it there's no escape <laughs> So that's coming up to 30 years next year that the club will have yes. its anniversary. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's really something, eh? So how, how has the, ch the club changed over the years then? I mean, I guess it's kind of grown in numbers. And oh, God. I think as well it's become, well, I suppose it's a sign of the times nowadays when you, you've had, um, I mean, numbers-wise, I can't quite remember what was average, but we, we always had quite a good number. Um, early days may have been sort of 40s, 50s, and then creeping around the hundreds. And I think it's been at the hundreds for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 odd years. I mean, I was, I've, I've had, you know, I've been a served time <laughs> on the committee. So like a sentence. <laughs> um, I've been ladies captain, I've been treasurer. I was treasurer for quite a long time and then president for a couple of years. So I think, let's say, I've spent, well, over 10 years, I think, on the committee in some, some form or other in the past. Um, and then it kind of felt, you know, we need to let, you know, sort of younger, more enthusiastic people or with fresh ideas, you know, come on board. And it's been great to see and how, how the club has evolved. Um, and it, it is nice. And I was going to say, I just want to thank the, the, the present committee for this this year. It, mu it must have been very, very difficult to um, work around COVID. And I think as a club, um, it looks, I, I don't really see 
other clubs doing the sort of things we are doing? I mean, yes, there was the, the relay in uh, April-May time. There was a few others did that. Um, but, you know, all the, the, the training bubbles, the, the Grand Prix events, all, all done within the, the, sort of the government and Scottish Athletics guidelines. It it's must have been a lot of work for you guys. And, and I think, uh, I mean, I've been helping out with the timekeeping. Oh, yeah, for, for newer members of the club, I'm the old deer with the stopwatch at the, Grand, at the uh, cross <laughs> country. We're totally don't know who I am. All wrapped um, up. <laughs> Yes, a Marshall's tip, because it was Tommy, yes, um, whenever it was, about, you know, you must be standing there freezing. Well, no, just wear two of everything. You're absolutely fine, you know. Exactly. <laughs> two, two hats, two coats, two pairs of gloves, you know, lots of, yeah. <laughs> lots of layers. You can't move very much, but you're not cold. <laughs> exactly, and as long as you can uh, keep an eye on the, on the watch, and that's the main thing, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and, uh, but the face covering as well. I've discovered yes. the way to keep the glasses from steaming up is have them perched right on the tip of my nose. So it's, it really is this old dear. I need to get a wee chain for them now, you know. <laughs> Just to complete the whole look. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly been a challenging year, that's for sure. And I think uh, Compared to other clubs, uh, we, we've done an awful lot, you know, just yeah. to kind of try and keep things quite cohesive and keep everyone still feeling as though they're part of something rather yeah. than being left out on your own. So I think uh -huh. yeah, we've done pretty well just to yeah. keep things going. So nice to just see people, you know, um, and say, hi, how are you doing? You know, just, just a wee catch up, you know. But because uh, you find if, if you bump into people in the street, whereas before you go hi on, you'd walk on. Whereas <laughs> now it's like you're, you're stood chatting for 10, 15 minutes, catching up with, with you know. <laughs> yes, I bumped into someone that I hadn't seen for a while just uh, last week um, when I was out doing a recce for the Boxing Day uh, mm. run that we're going to be having. I think that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good hat. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, I bumped into somebody while I was doing a recce for that and I hadn't seen them since, you know, sort of January or February and I think we were there for about an hour or something and oh, yeah. he, he was supposed to be somewhere and I was supposed to be somewhere but it was just like, oh, and, and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> it's like once you've got this captive audience, you just have suddenly so much to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, I've lost my list now. I haven't oh. lost my list. It's here. It's here. Um, yeah, so we're, we're talking about like the, the past with the club and um, how it's changed over years. And um, I think the future's looking pretty bright as well. Yes, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Mm. Uh, as I say, we've got really good folk on the committee and you know, doing a marvellous job. And, you know, even in a year like this, we're, we're, we're getting new members coming in. And that's just so nice and it's such a breath of fresh air and you've got some new blood and and whatnot coming in but uh, I, I think yeah yeah, yeah I, I think it's all very positive yeah yeah future's bright the future's green and orange as they say <laughs> <laughs> um what has been your highlight you've probably got hundreds of highlights in your whole running career um but is there anything in particular that kind of stands out for you as being a big highlight i mean like i say i guess there's so many it's hard to pick um, one, yeah I, I think the, the, the two biggest ones and, I, and i've already touched on it if you know folk are, haven't fallen asleep yet is um the you know the, the perth the 24-hour 
Rita didn't mm. pair Swear had you know fabulous performance and it, it was just one of those races where everything clicked. Um, it, I, I was um, I was fit. I was trained. I was ready for it mentally. I was very very focused. Um, and as I say, it just all the stars aligned and and it it, uh, it all happened. Um, and then again, getting under. Uh, well, getting 22 hours for the West Highland Way again. I mean, I suppose that's kind of performance related. Um, but other other ones where I'm not being too bothered about times, but just gone and had a blast and, and just, just really, really enjoyed it. Or the, or the weather was great and, you know, and you, the scenery around you. Is, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I do like is, I was talking about the Great Glen, um, and the, the scenery is just absolutely stunning. I mean, you, you're climbing, 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 and the, the Loch Ness looks tiny. You know, it's a <laughs> tiny wee puddle down below, and you think, grief, I could reach up and touch the clouds, you know, and it's just, um, you know, it, as I say, you, and you, you know, turn right round, and there's, there's, there's nothing boring to see. It's just absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when, and when you are running these kind of races, when you're out and about, you know, don't forget to look behind you because, you know, there's some big gems of, you know, sunsets, sunrises, whatever, um, you know, just, just, you know, around you. So, so be very aware of what is there and, and take it all in and listen to the birdies twippering away and all that kind of stuff, you know, or water. water. I like, I like the sound of water. It's one of the things I find. Yeah. Uh, it's good advice, actually, because you're often just so busy watching your feet or watching everyone mm -hmm. around you yeah. or watching your watch. Uh, you know, you're, you're aware of your time and what your distance yes. is so far and uh -huh. how much time has elapsed and what have you. You kind of forget to look around yeah. you and enjoy what uh, mm -hmm. what's just nearby. You know, we're quite fortunate yeah. that we live in such a nice place that oh, yeah, we are on a corner and something different again is happening. But I, I think as well that it's like both ends of the spectrum from the you know 24 hour track races where there's there's no distractions and all you're doing is the next 15 minutes the next 15 minutes the next 15 minutes focusing on different bits whereas um you know when you're out in the trails it's like oh look at that oh there's some deer oh there's a squirrel <laughs> or whatever you know <laughs> you know it's like oh this is fun yeah yeah I remember being in a, a, a race in the in the Lake District again. I keep I keep going back to the Lake District, um, literally. And uh, uh, I remember somebody saying, uh, "Wow, look at the view there!" And we're on the way up, a, you know, a great big hill at the time. Um, and I was thinking, what are these people stopped um, in the middle of the path for? You know, we. we yeah. We're in a race here. Come on, let's get a move on. Um, and a few folk in front were just kind of stopped and they just turned around and looked. And I thought, what are they all looking at? Oh, wow. Yeah. And the, the, the view was absolutely yeah. incredible. It was a god, like yeah. you say, a gorgeous, gorgeous sunny day. And yeah. it just looked phenomenal. And everybody had their phones out taking photographs and uh -huh. it just yeah. looked incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it's worth having a wee sneaky peek. Uh, yes. at the yeah, views. Like there's bits that I remember, like in the Loch Ness Marathon, when, once you've gone through doors, just past that, there's a wee point that where you can turn back and you look back down the lock and you think, well, they started away back over there somewhere. And you think, this is, this is where I've come, you know, this is how far I've come. You know? Yeah, yeah. Have you had any running disasters? Um, 
yeah, I, I think I've consigned them to the locker and I, I don't visit it, you know. <laughs> oh, that's probably good advice as well, yeah, yeah, we'll not, we'll not talk about them. <laughs> I remember there's some, um, the second time I did the 100k, it was at Heriot Watt University and it, it just piddled down, you know, the, the entire time and uh, and I just felt a bit sorry for myself. It's like, yeah, whatever. And somebody says, you're up a Christian. It's like, oh, it's the revoltingest thing you'd ever... <laughs> I just didn't do it for me. And I was like spitting it back out. And it's like, <laughs> Have you done any kind of quirky races? Uh, um, right, yeah. That's, that's quite um, vague, I know. But, uh, Barney, yeah. I've been to Barlin oh. twice. Fun really? Run. A fun run in Berlin. It was in the 90s and it was through, it was a club member who knew somebody who knew somebody that was organised, whether they worked in the prison service or whatever it was, I don't know. And so it was something like, was it five or six miles um, <laughs> within the walls, in the, you know, running around the perimeter. Um, and it was some some other um, couple of club yeah there was club members and some other running uh, Glasgow uh, running clubs involved um, and there was it was the ones that the, the prisoners were the ones that were near the end of their sentence and they were kind of getting rehabilitated into like you know th these are normal law-abiding people you're going to be with. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the real nasty cases, they were still locked up. But the, the prisoner, it was kind of like a half and half between sort of runners who were just, you know, sort of uh, taking part in the Barlini fun run um, and inmates. And the inmates all just had big white, you know, it was like proper, um, what was it, chariots of fire, big white t-shirt and a big white pair of shorts. And they had their numbers um, kind of stapled on because they weren't allowed safety pins. Oh, right. <laughs> And they were all very peely wally. You could tell the inmates, you know, they, they they didn't really have much, you know, sort of fresh air about their faces at all. <laughs> and then they would ask, there was like a wee boofy at the end of it. And, you know, you could go and chat to, to or the, the, the inmates would come and have a little chat. But they would just ask, can we have your sugar? Oh, right. <laughs> they, just, they just wanted your sugar. You'll be in here of it. Okay. <laughs> So I think, I don't know if that was currency in those days, I don't know. <laughs> Probably was, yeah. <laughs> That's really quite interesting, because uh, my, my granny lived quite uh, close to Barlini. Um, we spent a lot of time there, not not in Barlini, <laughs> she wasn't actually a, a resident, um, but she did live quite locally, and it's, it's very changed days now, but we used to walk the dog around the grounds yeah. of Barlini, because um, it was just all open. Um, you know, the, the grounds were all open. You would see prisoners walking around, you know, when they were getting moved about from place to place. And uh -huh. it's just very strange. It seems a really strange thing compared to how walked down and high fence that it's now. Yeah. It's very, uh -huh. very, very different. So, yeah, to run a race around there, that's quite yeah. fascinating. <laughs> they had and they had a couple of mm, shall we say celebrities. I'm going to have forgotten the name. One was a boxer chap, and another one was. Was a footballer guy. I think did he play for Rangers and then he became a manager. But oh, I can't remember who it was. If he said, "Who is?" Oh, no, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, some some footballer broke. Um, yeah, somebody yeah, kind of so current at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, I think I suppose that comes under the quirky category. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that that's up there in terms of quirky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's um, that's peak quirky. That. <laughs> and we all got out again afterwards. Yeah. Well, which well, is good. When those um, um, some of the chaps were saying, "Are you the girls from Corton Vale?" Uh, no, we're from Carnegie Harriers. <laughs> We're young for it. No, it's fine. <laughs> We're just visiting. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, you've been involved in other aspects of running, uh, namely Jog Scotland. Yes. Uh, you were a, a jog leader for the Dunfermline group for quite a number of years, and that was yes. when Jog Scotland was kind of in its infancy as well. Yeah, I mean, it was 2003. I think they had an experiment in the West, Glasgow way, um, which I think was successful. So then they rolled out the rest of Scotland. And yeah, I was a jog leader um, for 10 years, uh, 2003 to obviously even must have been 2013. Um, and we did, yeah, so Dunfermline and then Dogetty Bay and as well. Dogetty Bay, um, yeah. yeah. I really, I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. And again, you know, just getting, it was before you had the couch to 5K and all this kind of stuff. And, and it was just nice, um, just encouraging people to, to just learn to run. I mean, um, it was things you would have them running for two minutes, three minutes, and, and I'd say, right, we're going to do four minutes now. But I had a bit of this wonky watch, you know, it, it didn't know when four minutes. Then I'd say, yeah, after five minutes, well done, ladies, or um, chaps, whoever. Um, it did seem to be more more sort of women that, that did mm -hmm. jobs for me because I think men tend to run on their own to start with. Um, but it was, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. and. You know, they were saying that was more than four minutes. Yeah, it was five, but well done. <laughs> See, you <laughs> can run for five minutes. Yeah, and I, I, I used to give them, um, you know, they'd say, oh, I can't even run for the bus. So I started giving out when they ran for five minutes or more, I could give a certificate. I could run for the bus, you know, <laughs> just, just a little sort of homemade thing that I printed in the office. But, uh, you know, a little certificate. I can run for the bus. There you go. <laughs> So you can't see that anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember those days very fondly because um, that, that's where my uh, where I met you uh, was at uh, was at Jog Scotland. Um, I remember we did the um, that twenty four hour really oh, yes yes thing. the cancer re it was like yeah. cancer research yes, um, yes. and uh, yeah I was surprised how. Um, I, I knew it was going to be quite challenging, and you know, we were just kind of doing it in was it 20 minute shifts or something yeah, we like used to that? Get, I think we had two teams because we had quite a, a lot of members, and yeah, we had two separate teams, and it was like a just a little bit of rivalry, which but it was actually very at the end of the 24 hours. Um, I think there, there was only a couple of miles between the two teams, it was very close, it was, yeah, very yeah. <laughs> But no, that was that was great, and I, I remember thinking that I'm I'm not going to be able to run and then stop and then run again. Um, so it was just it was the first time doing something like that for me, anyway. Uh, you know, like sort of just running for a short time and then having an hour's break while other people are on, and then taking your turn yes, again. Yeah, so it was like twenty minutes, twenty minutes, twenty minutes, and just rotating around, everybody doing 
you know, so it was all in little little bite-sized chunks. So yes, was... yeah. And then you had people who, um, who oh, I can't manage my next 20 minutes. I'm still recovering from my last 20 minutes. So, <laughs> come on, that was three hours ago. <laughs> so things were getting a wee bit kind of moved around and things. But, and I think yeah. because we're running around in the grass as well, that softer surface was quite yes. Was quite hard going when you weren't used to running on that, but yes. yeah, it was quite a challenge. I think I decided after that I was invincible um, and I could do anything, and so. <laughs> but I mean, running it, it really is good for you know your confidence. Your yeah, you know, there's so many plus things uh, for for running activity. Um, it doesn't matter how fast you go or how slow you go. Um, just getting out there, do it, enjoy it. You know. Mm-hmm. Whether you run a mile or a hundred, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any uh, running heroes? Anyone who's kind of inspired you in running? Um, well, back, back, back in the day, um, Don <laughs> Ritchie was was. Ah, yes. Oh, um, he he was a real hardcore runner, and you know, the, it was almost like there was nothing he couldn't do, and he. He, he was from the old days where if you didn't do 100 miles a week, you know, that you're just soft. You know? <laughs> but he was such a quiet, lovely gentleman as well. I mean, he actually, he wrote me a, a lovely little note um, when I, I, I did sort of over 200k for the first time uh, in 24 hours. Um, in 24 hours, just just congratulating, you know, it's all well done. And yeah, I thought, wasn't that so nice? That's so nice, you yeah. know. But, and then he's, um, oh, I forget that he's got, um, well, he's, he's passed away now, but um, his book, uh, his, his memoirs, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's meant to be, but some of it is just hilarious. He's, he's one of these chaps that things happen to, you know, if he's traveling to, he's, he's the one that will miss the ferry <laughs> and he'll have to you know, then catch, you know, three trains, a bus and a helicopter or something to get to where he's going to get, and then arrive at you know doing a, a 100 mile race with like 15 minutes to spare drinking water out of old vodka bottles you know <laughs> it's like but some of the you know the stories is just you know it's lovely um um but some of it's just hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> recommend the book then <laughs> oh yeah I, I wish yeah. I could remember what it's called um but yeah because he, he was was he an engineer or something and he was in the North Sea. It was something to do with the oil rigs. And he fell out. He was in a, in a carrier basket thing, getting transported from one, like from a ship to an oil rig or something like that. And he fell out, <laughs> fell in the North Sea. And then it was like, you know, as, as the North Sea was filling my lungs, I kind of thought, this job isn't for me. You know, is this? The... <laughs> and so he became a teacher. Oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> safer. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, loads of little stories. Uh, mm-hmm. And in, in the back of it, there's this training, sort of typical training schedule, and just like, just jaw dropping, you know, yeah. what, 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 he, what he was doing, you know. And he had um, record, you know, like uh, John O'Groats Land's End sort of attempts and failures, and then he would do it again, and, and he got it, and then, you know, somebody else would do it and knock lumps off it or something. So he'd then have to go and do it again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a hero then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lovely man as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to fire some um, 
not necessarily quick fire uh, questions, but they're they're fairly short questions. Uh -huh, um, they right. don't need huge amounts of, of answer, and, and you, you'll get where I'm going with this in just a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, favorite shoe. I don't mean stiletto right. or Doctor Martin. <laughs> well, I don't have any. Eh? Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, running well. It tend to be training Sauconies and race in Nikes, and that, that's just happened. I just, mm -hmm. you know, these these fit, they're comfy, so I just keep buying them. You know, but uh, um, I used to like the Nike Skylon, but they they they, um, they they did away with them, and then it was trying to find a similar type shoe. It was cushioning but light. Um, that's, uh, but yeah, I've just kind of yes, I even went back to the old Pegasus as well. <laughs> But, uh, oh, in fact, my very first pair of shoes. Now, only people of a certain um, age will remember these uh, high-tech silver shadows. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> my first, first pair of running shoes, and then Reebok. And then, um, as I say, I've kind of, over the years now, stuck with Saucony um, for trails um, and Nike for roads. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite piece of kit? Kit, kit. Well, yeah, other than sort of shoes and the sports bra, I suppose. Yeah. I've got, I like wearing glasses when running because it protects your eyes um, from dust, wind, midges, whatever. And I, I treated myself to a pair a couple of years ago that are, are dark in the daytime. And then when it gets dark, they go light again. Um, so it's like instead of having to fanny around with a pair of sunglasses and clear glasses, you just have the one pair, yeah. and you see, keep, it, it, it protects your eyes. And I find that you, when you're wearing them, you, your face is relaxed. If your face is relaxed, your neck is relaxed. Your shoulders, the whole it, it's uh, you know you. you a, a tense runner is not an economic runner, so definitely you know, not. So, yeah, so start with the eyes, and then everything just kind of follows, and just keep it nice and relaxed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as we, I'd go with those my my wee swanky um, light to dark or dark to light gl uh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you tech or no tech? Uh, well, I, no tech because I can't work it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, folks say that was the battery life on your 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 watch. I'd say about seven or eight years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Garmin, but it can't. It, it doesn't. I mean, it, it'll tell me how far I've gone and how long it's taken me on average. But you know, it doesn't make the tea. So you know, other than that. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't. I I don't hook it up to stuff to you know, and everything still gets. I'm very old school, really. Everything still goes down into a wee jotter. You know, I, I sort of record it, you know, um, with with my pen on paper. You know, so I've got drawers and drawers and drawers of, of, of diaries. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not sitting at home on uh, on Strava downloading the stats and comparing, yeah. you know, I this. Have, <laughs> yeah, I did have Strava, but I had to just keep putting manual things in because I, I couldn't connect um, the the Garmin to the, the laptop or whoever it was. And, I, and I've got like a mini iPad now, so I, I don't uh -huh. know how um, So I used to just have to do manual entries and I kind of thought, oh, stuff that. So I just cancelled it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you're just writing it down on a piece of paper anyway, yeah, it's hardly yeah. worth having, having the extra thing to record it when you've got it all yeah. recorded somewhere else. <laughs> Um, music or no music? Um, that, yeah, no music really. I mean, I have used music um, in the wee hours of uh, 
an event, a race, um, just to kind of keep myself awake. But generally, I like to be, it's, music's a distraction and you can't focus on your posture, your breathing. You can't think about you, where you are, what you're doing. Um, if you've got music going in one ear and out the other, um, so it is. Yeah, it has a it has a place, um, and for me, it's usually between sort of one and four o'clock in the morning. Mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, you know, going round and round a, a, a track or whatever. But um, but yeah, if I'm out and about, I like to hear what's around me. The, you see the 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 music of the water and the birds, yeah. you know, sort of, um, and also if I'm going to get run over by a truck, it's that. Yes, yes, that's, that's always handy, yeah. I always like to keep, um, I usually run with, with something in, I'm usually listening to the uh -huh. radio or a podcast, very rarely music these days, but anything I uh -huh. do listen yeah. to, it's on so quiet so I can just hear yeah. it, um, uh -huh. and it's almost like the thing's hanging out my ear because I'm so uh -huh. conscious yes. of, yeah. Not I quite being like able I do things. those um, bone conductor ones. They, ah, they, yes. they look quite good. I've seen quite a few people with those now. Um, and I think that that's a good idea. You're still aware of, of your surroundings, but you can get entertained at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And we have a wee bit of balance there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a least favourite race that you've ever done? Uh, yeah. One that you can never one. go back to. Sorry, what was yeah. that? Uh, the Great North Run did it did it once, <laughs> right. uh, and it was just heaving. You couldn't <laughs> move, and you know you're you're fighting for your little bit of space, a wee bit of elbow room the entire race. I mean, it's great that they can have like thirty or thousand folk, you know, taking part. But nah, give me a little woodland trail in the time. Be quiet, they say. Yeah. Do you do any cross training? Uh, not so much now. I mean, when I was um, sort of training seriously, I mean, I would um, uh, yoga and swim. Um, right. Part of, uh, yeah, a, a, a typical week for me when I was training hard. Again, I wasn't like huge high mileage. Um, training smart rather than training hard. Um, I would maybe 30, 40, 50 miles on a big week, but between 30, 40 miles a week. But I would be saying Mondays and Wednesdays were Jog Scotland nights. Tuesdays and Thursdays were club nights and it was whatever the session was and I'd be, I'd, I would do that hard. Um, Friday nights would be kind of like yoga or once a month to, uh, I would do like a 10 mile tempo run. Um, and that that was kind of like my queen training session right. um, for the, the, you know, the ultra endurance. You know, 10 miles, hard is hard yeah. <laughs> you know? um the saturdays were a big day for me training wise i would be um i'd go up to cowdenbeath the swimming pool i'd be in the water for uh, eight o'clock and i would swim 90 lengths in 60 65 minutes ish mm -hmm. and then i would go and uh, pretty much run straight after that anything between 18 to 26 miles wow. uh, which was that's why I didn't do high mileage but you know swim for an hour first I wasn't a very efficient swimmer and so it was it, it made me tired but without the, the hard punishing impact of running for mm -hmm. an hour um, and then uh, Sunday was recovery day um, you know yoga or you know something like that. But mm -hmm. I've always been a big yoga fan. I, I think it, it it really does make a difference. Uh, been doing that for oh, oh my goodness, quite a few years now. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's become a kind of quite a fashionable thing again, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, sort of yoga yeah. for uh, for running, a lot of people taking yeah. on, and and I think it is because people are running out too hard, and yeah. um, things are falling off, and they're yes, looking for something uh, to redress the balance. You know, things. I mean, it, it teaches you how to breathe, and uh, you know, um, and it's a. Uh, um, uh, an, an outlook, a way of thinking as well, without being too zen about it, um, about accepting what you can and what you can't do, and you know, and you have control of what you know, control what you can. There's things you can't control. Let that go, you know, so you don't get hung up on stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've uh, I've been. <laughs> I've been asking um, on the podcast after the first couple, uh, there was a, a wee debate um, within the committee recently about the, the club vest. Um, and I, th I think there's a bit of a love-hate thing with the vest. Um, and I think it's just uh, the, the vibrancy. And I, I like the vibrancy. I mm -hmm. think it, yeah. it brings a wee ray of sunshine to races when we turn oh, up on yeah, mass. Yeah, um, so what I've been asking was uh, about the best is should it stay or should it go? Um, and what I mean by that is should it stay um, as it is? Does it need to change significantly or maybe a wee minor adjustment here and there? Right. I'd say the colours, I'd say, well, it's the same, I'll, I'll throw it back at you. If you were going to change colours of salt tyre, what would you change that to? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with the colours. You. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, the wee design, the chappy, I forget the name, uh, it was some Italian runner with the outline on, you know, it, it could be... Um, yeah, a new design. Um, it doesn't need to be the big block orange green bit. Don't mess with the colours. Change the design. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think mm. I think it's a, a kind of thing of beauty. Uh, you mm. know, like I say, when we are out on mass and you see lots of us around, and oh, and oh, it's yeah. it's a it's a thing. You turn up at a race and you go, oh, I can't see anybody. It's, oh, there they are, <laughs> and you just see the colours and. Oh. Yeah, 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 and I think that, that's something that a few people have, uh, you know, have mentioned that even when they've raced abroad or, you know, in, in another area down south or something like that, people are going, oh, Carnegie Harriers, and yeah. you were recognised uh -huh. the world over because of our, our, our bright sunny vest. Um, uh -huh. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a great vest, um, and yeah, I wouldn't maybe kind of mess around with, I don't even think the design with the wee CH and the wee man and things should change, uh -huh. but... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember who he was, I mean the, the vest was designed by Brian McDonald, um, and the outline, the wee man, well, it was a, a picture of, is it an Italian marathon runner, and oh crumbs, can't remember who it was, but that, that's the guy, the outline, was this mm -hmm. chappy, um, who was a very good, um, Sake it tell me maybe it wasn't but very good marathon runner yeah um, and yeah so that the, the logo yeah that again but I, i'd say the colors don't mess with the colors if you want to get a new logo or something like that that's that's fine but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah don't mess with the colors no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you had any advice for someone who was thinking about taking up running, what would that be? Um, give it a bash. Give it. In fact, there's a girl at, at work. She was, you know, I've been sort of boring her to tears about stuff, 
And she said, oh, maybe in the new year, I'll, I'm going to give it a go. I said, well, yeah, you should just give it a go. And just, you know, there's, there's so much information out nowadays that, um, that, that's quite helpful. And don't, you know, push yourself. Just do what you can. Don't beat yourself up if you miss us. You know, if you, if you go out once a week, that's fine. Um, I think I would push folk to do it and enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, you're not doing it right. Um, are you going too hard? Are you going too fast? Um, have you got the right kit? You know, that you don't need to get too technical, but um, yeah, just, just go and experience it. Find a chum, go and run with them, you know. But, um, yeah, because there's um, Fiona and I, we kind of um, mentor a, a group, a Facebook, a Facebook group called Sky Ladies Run. And right. it's some of them that have, have, I mean, they've been running for a few years now. Um, some of them are completely new to running. Some of them ran when they were younger and they're getting back into it again. And, and it's just a, a very friendly and encouraging um, group that, um, as, as I say, I mean, Fjord and I, were not in Sky, but there's, you know, some of them, they're, you know, they're in Nairn and in Inverness. But they've all got a link to Sky somehow. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Um, I'm just going to wrap us up there. Well, not literally. Okay. Well, it is Christmas time coming up, so why not? Um, Pauline, thank you so, so much for uh, for putting up with me. And uh, it's been great chatting to you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Leslie. As I, 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 I say, it's just nice to have a little blather with somebody else. It really is. <laughs> I hope I haven't put folk to sleep with her and on. So. No, I think you've done nothing but inspired. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure you'll agree that Pauline has had a very impressive running career and I hope you've enjoyed listening to part two as much as you enjoyed listening to the first part of the podcast with her. A few final thoughts then as 2020 draws to a close. What a funny year it's been and a year like no other. Who would have thought that this time last year we would be where we are right now and who knows what 2021 is going to bring. We can second guess and hope to return to proper training and racing even, but the reality is we've really no idea. There are many quirks to this year. We ran virtual races that we didn't think we would do before. We hosted our own virtual Grand Prix. We did a team relay race individually. We drank gin at midday on a Tuesday after queuing for an hour at the supermarket to buy it. We crossed roads to avoid close contact with others and we scowled at them if they got too close to us. We got into podcasts, well, it was probably just me, actually, and obsessed over this year's running phenomenon, the FKT. Again, that was probably just me. Um, people started exercising because the UK government told them to, and then when restrictions eased, flocked to beauty spots when the Scottish government told them not to. And now it's almost like we've come full circle as restrictions are again um, restricted because we struggle to do as we're told. A funny old year indeed. Um, stay safe, everyone. Um, I'll be back with you in the new year with a new special guest. Happy running. Take care.